Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. And welcome back, my friends. This is episode 63 of the Sample Chapter Podcast. My name is Jason A. Meiske, thriller author and your host for this and every episode of this wonderful show that I love doing. This week we get to bring to you best-selling young adult author Susie Vidori. It's an amazing and wonderful chat that we have, and you don't want to miss out on her sample chapter coming up in just a few minutes. Those of you listening for the first time, welcome. This is the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. As always, each book that you hear is a published book, so it's one that you can go out and pick up as soon as you hear this episode. So if you like what you hear, click on the show notes, follow the links, and you can grab a copy for yourself, a new book, a new author, and a new chapter every week. So make sure you are subscribing, and uh, so that way you don't miss out each week. You can follow us on our website, which is now officially SampleChapterPodcast.com. And uh, it's a really, really cool place. I really like the library setup for it because it's so cool. It's got the player on one side. And then on the right-hand side, you see a, uh, like like I say, it's like a library of the book covers of everybody who's been on the show. And, oh my gosh, I just love it so much. It looks so cool. So make sure that uh, you, know, you follow the links and uh, you can check that out as well. You can also follow us on social media. Twitter and Facebook. You can reach out to us through email at samplechapterpodcast at gmail.com. Like I said, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever it is that you are listening. And, you know, I appreciate a rating, but at the same time, I'd much rather you just tell a friend. It'd be fine with me if you just tell a friend about the show and uh, maybe your friend will also find a book that uh, that they're interested in. Hey, uh, speaking of the show and uh, iTunes and all that, we are I mean, it's only mid-month. You know, today is April 16th as of this episode, and we're already looking at a record month. Uh, We're just a couple dozen uh, downloads away from that already. So I'm really, really excited, and I am so humbly thankful from the bottom of my heart to all of you out there who are following the show and subscribing and listening to each and every episode. Thank you so much. Uh, The show is growing by leaps and bounds this year. And I, you know, I owe it all to you. I'm doing everything I can to bring you wonderful content, amazing authors, and and incredible stories from each and every one of them. I, I, every author that's been on the show have something unique to say, uh, and just the most amazing stories I've heard. And, you know, maybe, maybe they are a New York Times bestseller. Maybe they're not, but every one of them are amazing people. And I, I wouldn't be able to do this show without them coming on here, you know, including today's guest. And so for the listeners, for the readers, for the authors, all of you out there, thank you. I love doing this job and uh, I look forward to bringing more to you. And another thing that uh, really helps out is our, our new uh, sponsor. They've been with us for a couple weeks now. We're going to be around for several more months, at least uh, Scrivener. If you are an author who is, you're you're needing a program to help you with your work, Scrivener is what you need. 
I, I love this program. I use it every day with my writing. Stay tuned. There's going to be an ad coming up for them. But I will tell you in advance, if you use code CHAPTER, whenever you go to checkout, you're going to save yourself 20% on your desktop version. So make sure you get on over there and check that out. And stay tuned for the commercial. It's going to be here in just a moment as well. Well, I had a wild weekend of writing. I am... Oh my gosh, I don't think I'm going to get back to it tonight, I, my, my latest book. Um, it's just, <laughs> I'm at this stage right now where it really kills me to not be able to sit down and write. I'm literally uh, just a couple pages from being done. Uh, I've been whipping out easily a thousand words every time I sit down lately. Uh, the ending is just coming to me. I, I know how it's going to end. I know how it's all going to wrap up, and I'm just it's just flowing really, really nice. Tonight at my Writers Club meeting, I'm going to meet with my uh, book cover designer. He's going to show me what he's got for the book cover, so could be here uh, the next couple of days. Maybe I'll have a brand new book cover to show for to show you, and uh, at that time I'll explain what the book is and you know, what the story is, and uh, I, I'm just, oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. And uh, who, who knows, maybe, I, I think it's going to be this week. I, I definitely, probably not Tuesday, you know, tonight, uh, but maybe Wednesday. I could be all done with the book and, oh, man, it's 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 exciting. It's definitely exciting. Uh, and, you know, and I say done, I mean my first draft. So, anyway, I try not to talk too much about myself on the show. Uh, if you want to find, uh, follow me, uh, you can. I'll put a link in the show notes and on the website. So that way you can uh, find me on there. But I do have an author page on Facebook as well. And uh, and uh, nothing on Twitter yet, but I'm starting to come around to that. Uh, if you are in the Warrensburg area next weekend, April 27th, I and several members of my writing group are going to be doing our Writers of Warrensburg annual book signing. That's going to be at Reader's World on April 27th from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. It's going to feature previous guests of the show. Stan C. Smith, G.A. Edwards, R.M. Kinder, William Schlichter, and Linda K. Thompson, and more. And, of course, your lovable host. I'll be there as well with uh, copies of uh, my first book, Nine Mile Bridge. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. I, I believe there's actually going to be a few more authors that are going to be there as well. So if you are in the anywhere in the Warrensburg area, maybe you're in Kansas City, maybe you're in Columbia, uh, you know, anywhere around, come on by. And check it out. I'd be happy to see you. I would love to meet you. I tell you what, if you come to the book signing and you say you've heard the show, I will give you a shout out on next week's episode or on the next episode. So <laughs> there's something for you to do, okay? Well, speaking of friends, uh, I do want to always uh, give a shout out to my friends, Pop Goes the Culture. Uh, that network is uh, fast become good friends. They have a wonderful, wonderful network of shows out of Springfield, Missouri many many shows for you to check out so make sure you click in the show notes for their show also want to give a special thank you to longtime sponsor you store all i just kind of gave them a quick wave last week i didn't really uh, talk about them but they've been with me uh, pretty much from the beginning and so as always thank you so much if you are in the warrensburg area and you are looking for self-storage perhaps you're a college student at UCM here and you are trying to uh, maybe you don't want to take your your college stuff home for the summer well the best thing for you to do is to call you store all and get yourself a storage locker for the summer you can store everything away 
go home in style. <laughs> you don't have to pack the car you know, and, and drive home dangerously. Just uh, put it all in storage. Check it out at ustoral.net. That is the letter U-S-T-O-R-A-L-L dot net. So yes, my guest this week, Susie Vidori. Oh my gosh, it, she is uh, so much fun to talk with. I, I mean, I, I look forward to one of these days getting to meet her because we had a wonderful chat. Uh, we went on and on for a little while before and then especially after the interview, you know, because, you know, you, before there's the warm up and then we have the interview. And after that, you know, that's the real icebreaker is the interview and getting to read and man afterwards yeah we just we had a wonderful chat afterwards as well so uh hopefully one of these days i get to meet with her and, and have a sit down because had a blast talking with Susie. you're gonna love the interview we talk about her love for the writing community something i can uh, definitely definitely agree with we talk about the value of beta readers those first uh readers of your work whenever you get to your first draft done and you send it off to people you know, it, just so many different things we talk about before she goes into her award-nominated first book, The Fountain. And it's it's a wonderful, wonderful fantasy book that I'm going to definitely pick up a copy. Uh, I'll probably have it by the time this episode airs, and uh, I'm going to have that on my to-be-read file. So I think you should do the same. Stay tuned for our interview with Susie Vidori right after a word from our sponsor. Jason here. Hey, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about my favorite writing tool, Scrivener. Now, I know you've heard about Scrivener because their writing software has been embraced by hundreds of thousands of other writers like you and I, from the novice to best-selling novelists. The reason we all use it is because of Scrivener's core concept to bring all the writing tools you use together in a single application. And with tools like automatic backup, character maps, project goals, and let's not forget that amazing corkboard, you can see why I use Scrivener every day. As a bonus for Sample Chapter Podcast listeners, use code CHAPTER for 20% off your desktop version. Scrivener writing software, built by writers for writers. Welcome, guys and girls. It's another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. Everybody around the world. This time, we're heading over to Calgary, Canada, with best-selling young adult author Susie Vidori. Susie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jason. I'm really glad to be here. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy I go back and I edit these things because it's it's. If everybody knew how I first started this, oh my goodness. <laughs> welcome no to the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Uh, let the audience know a little bit about yourself. Well, as you mentioned, I live in Calgary, Canada, which is in Alberta. Um, I'm a young adult author, and I am the author of the Fountain series, which includes the Fountain and the Westwoods. I also do all kinds of things writing uh, for my job. I teach creative writing here in Calgary and across Alberta, and I also do some editing um so lots of different things fantastic and you know i was going to ask about that because i didn't understand what was operations executive by day but you, you <laughs> creative writing yeah so 
actually, um, I actually left my day job about a year ago. So I think that maybe that bio is a little bit old, but I'm still really proud of that. Um, <laughs> so for 22 years, I was an operations executive. And what that means is basically I was the right hand to the CEO for companies. So I would run finance and marketing and everything for small companies. Um, so, but for about a year now, I've been doing all things writing, which is really exciting and um, have been able to sort of bust out and make a career of it, which has been the dream for a long time. Um, so really proud that I've been able to do that. And uh, it's a lot of work, but it's really rewarding and uh, really, really glad to be able to be in this space. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. I, mean, I would imagine that's the dream of certainly myself and, and any other writers listening to this, but uh, even some of the listeners who are just fanatical readers you know i'm sure they would love to just <laughs> even just read for a living so to be able to to do the thing you love as a job and then have the fun with it that you're having so now how did that uh, come about how did you get into uh, creative writing to for during the day well yeah, so um, The Fountain was my first book that was published, and I actually wrote that on maternity leave uh, with my third child. So here in Canada, we actually get up to a year of maternity leave, and I didn't take it with my first two, um, the full maternity leave, but I did with my third. And I sat down and I wrote a novel, and it took me two and a half years to finish it, and it took me two more years to get it published. I did go back to work during that time and I had a pretty busy job. I was traveling um, to Asia quite often because I was managing factories over there in manufacturing um, and I do have three kids. So it was, it was a lot, but I was trying to get it going and uh, the fountain came out um, three years ago now. And then uh, about a year and a half later, uh, my publisher published the West Woods, which was awesome. And so Surrounding that, I started getting public speaking requests and teaching requests, and I was doing all of those. And so I looked about a year ago um, in April of 2018, I looked at my schedule and I was like, wow, because I was saying yes to everything because I love doing it. And I looked at my schedule. I said, okay, I'm taking seven vacation days off my job as a vice president. <laughs> <laughs> to go to go and do author stuff, which I was getting paid to do. So I was like, all right, it's time to just leap, right? Um, so for about a year now, I've been building up the side. And, and I've really met so many different people in the writing community and across North America, and it's amazing. And because of my business background, I love to say, like, well, how are you doing it? Especially to the people that are doing it full time. And we all have different strengths. Mm -hmm. um, we all have different interests and things that we're really good at. Um, and like I said, one of the things that I love to do is, is speak. Um, so I go and do public speaking. I present at conferences and uh, do some crossover with corporate about the magic of following your dreams and, and also a, a talk on uh, what I wish CEOs knew about running a business because as their right hand, uh, <laughs> to sort of support a lot of different entrepreneurs through their, through sort of exploring their own dreams. But yeah, I'm finally the CEO of my own company and what that is is writing um, which has been really cool but I do treat it like a business and uh, even though it's something that I really love and I'm passionate about and of course the writing comes from the heart but to be able to do it and to have that discipline to run it as if it were a corporation has been really cool and it's something that I love coaching other writers to do as well. That's awesome. I just love that so much. Now so why uh, young adult and uh, you know fantasy why not I don't know, some, some guidebooks into the corporate world. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. So I did a lot. I mean, obviously, I did a lot of corporate writing um, in my job. And that was something that always came really naturally to me. I'll, I'll do technical writing, grant writing, all kinds of stuff. So the writing piece was always easy. But I always knew that I wanted to write a book. And it, it's more than just a bucket list thing. It was just kind of in me, like someday I'm going to write a book. And I didn't realize at the time that you have to write lots of books to make a living at this, by the way, but you do. Um, but now I know that. Uh, but yeah, I always thought I would write a book. And so I've been kicking around like for years and years and years, different ideas and everything just didn't sort of jive um, to be able to do it on the side with my career as an executive and also my identity and brand as a mom. Um, I wanted to write something that had the potential to be really huge and reach a lot of readers. But everything that I thought of that I thought would be really great was either too racy or just really, <laughs> really out of my comfort zone as a mom. Um, so about 10 years ago, when young adults started to really take off with some of the bigger um, series and that crossover into teens but also adult readership and all those things I, I started to read it and get really excited about it and say wait a minute here's a genre that I can actually write something that's relevant and might get read by a wide range of people which was what I was kind of looking for but isn't out of my comfort zone if that makes sense and is something that I'll be proud of and I can promote while still hanging on to my day job at least for a time and also my kids can read. Um, so yeah, so that's how I sort of started out doing that. And that idea really inspired me. And as soon as I kind of thought of that, um, there was no issue with where I wanted to go with it. So that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, so many of us, uh, like myself, I still call myself a beginning writer. I got the one book out a year ago, still working on my second, but I still look at myself as new and it took so long and I've got a drawer full of story ideas I started and stopped started and stopped and like so many things it's it's there's a lot of work that goes into finding that one that finally speaks to you and you see it through yeah you can't see me nodding my head but I'm nodding my, I'm nodding my <laughs> head and I think you know at some level writing is so personal and I think that's where I really struggled with different pieces of me putting them on the page and I think writing from a teen's perspective it's still really crisp and clear in my mind though I'm far far past those years um and and I was really comfortable sharing that part of me um so that's how it kind of came out I did think actually at one time uh, after I finished the series I thought I would write a thriller like a psychological thriller for adults because I have one that's super clear in my mind and I actually started it but then when I went through the work of building my brand as a young adult author and became known for that and, and like I said I speak and I teach and all these things around that sort of young adult piece I, I just don't have I don't think it's a good idea to have to like write under a different name and split my personality and try to <laughs> try to support two different personas. I, I do know people that do it successfully. I know lots of others that have tried and really struggled with trying to um, support two different author personas for two different genres. Mm. And uh, I think, you know, I just love where I'm at with young adults. And so no, the next series that I wrote is actually young adults as well. It's not out yet. But. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, even JK Rowling had trouble with her thriller that she tried to put out later on. But then yeah. again, she has the problem of dealing with all that money. So it's kind of a yeah. good, well, a good gave, problem. <laughs> she gave a lot of it away. So I really True. admire that. But yeah, she, she doesn't have, you know, the same issue that she did when she was richer <laughs> than the queen, right? 
good honor. Yes. So, so your first book, The Fountain, how, how did you come up with that idea? Where, where did that come from? Yeah. So, you know, you talk about writing lots of things and putting them down. I did that in my teens. Um, I wrote lots of half books, lots of <laughs> half novels, and I had no idea how to finish them. Um, and they were often about boarding schools. Um, I was really inspired when I was younger. I just thought that that idea was so cool. Um, if you look at a lot of young adult books or fairy tales, children's stories and, and stories where we put young people in charge of their own life, they have to get rid of the parents. Um, so we call it kill the parents, right, in, in young adult <laughs> writing. Um, so you can get creative about that. But I kind of like the idea that you were just away and you could, you know, not deal, have to deal with that part, but be at a boarding school. Um, and I like the sneaking in and out of dorms and all the mischief that you can get up to. So um, that part was really clear that I wanted to, my first series to be about a boarding school, although none of the ideas that I wrote, you know, when I was a middle grade, you know, middle school or whatever, none of those ideas are actually in the fountain. But as a parent, as I mentioned, I, I wrote the fountain on maternity leave and I'm looking around at how we parent our kids and how different it is from how I was raised in the 80s. And um, I just think, or I kind of had this moment where I was like, we're giving our kids everything that they want or we're trying to, and I want my kids to have everything, but what, how is this going to turn out? You know? <laughs> and the wheels start turning. And so I was thinking, well, what if this well-meaning founder of this boarding school actually wanted, meant well and wanted to give the kids absolutely everything that they wanted, what would happen? And so that's how the fountain was born. This fountain is actually a magical fountain, which grants wishes to the students of the school. Um, but of course, you know, they're kids and they don't always know that their wish is going to come true and they don't always know what they're doing um, but they have this immense power and so there's a bit of chaos that ensues as they kind of wish and they rewrite history and they they stop time and they do all kinds of things um, with this fountain and that's where the operations person comes in because it was a really fun tricky mystery because there's a bunch of alternate timelines that have to weave their way together and uh, it's a little bit complicated but it was a lot of fun Oh, wow. Well, that sounds amazing. And then you, and you put together a sequel to it that came out in uh, 2000 or two years later. Yep. Yeah. It's actually, uh, it's actually a prequel. So it happens the year before the Westwoods. Um, and I didn't really intend to have a book and then a prequel. It was just kind of the idea of writing the series out of order um, from different perspectives was the plan, but it ended up because of the publishing schedule. It ended up for a little <laughs> while that I've had, you know, a book and a prequel, which is kind of weird, but uh, people are really waiting for me to wrap up the series because they were kind of annoyed to go backwards. And then, but I think it's all going to work when it's done. I promise. So, <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you think this will be uh, just the one more book and then that'll be it? Or do you think you'll go back into this? Uh, I think it's just one more book. Um, at least for now, I, I would definitely entertain the thought of writing something else in that world. There's, like I said, there's so many alternate timelines and so many characters and there's history and all kinds of different angles that you could take. So I'm not going to rule it out. Oh. Um, but for the time being, I've, I've moved on and uh, I actually have a, a series that I'm working on now, which is a, a pure fantasy series. So the Fountain series is technically magical realism. So it takes place in New England, it's, uh, which is actually where I went to school. And it takes place there, and it just has elements of magic. Uh, whereas my next series is a complete fantastical world, which was really, really fun to build. And I think I'm going to stay playing in fantasy worlds for a little while. 
<laughs> Very nice. Well, and that, that certainly gives you plenty of opportunity to open up your universe, um, I, either two different ones or even cross them over. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so what are you, uh, what are you reading right now that's uh, maybe helping inspire you? Oh my goodness. I read so much. I was joking. I went to a book club this morning. I, I'm a member of two different book clubs. So they keep me reading stuff that I would never pick up. Like um, a lot of literary, they read a lot of women's fic. They we read nonfiction, which is not usually stuff that I love to read. <laughs> um, and then I, I do a lot of beta reading and uh, developmental editing for different genres like mystery, um, thriller, and some young adult as well. And then this month alone, I think I've blurbed three different um, young adult novels. So I, I read a lot. I think uh, I was on vacation last week, I was telling you in Phoenix, and I brought a lot of books with me. I think I got through eight books. So you, you oh my. Like, yeah, and some of them, I, some of them were audio books. And some of them were um, my kids and I actually on the drive, we listened to um, uh, the first three volumes of the land of stories. Uh, which my oldest is a huge fan of. But again, I, you know, it's not something I probably would have, it's a middle grade book and I would have never sat down and read it, even though I'm really familiar with it. It's been in my house for a long time and my younger kids hadn't read it yet. Um, so for them, they were really excited and uh, it was a fantastic audiobook. if anybody is so inclined. It's Chris Colfer. Um, he's an actor and singer from Glee, uh, the TV show Glee. And he did his own readings. And so he did like all the voices and all that. And so my, my, uh, my 12, almost 13 year old, who was a fan of his from years ago and still rereads these books, even though she's moved on to lots of other teen dramas. Yeah, she was absolutely thrilled to hear it come to life in that way. Uh, so that, that got us through, I mean, it's 24 hours from here to Phoenix and 24 <laughs> hours back. So I got us through a lot of those uh, a lot of the the straight stretches of road there. So. Oh wow! Well, and I think that's a testament to your 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 ability to read so many things, which I have become a, a personal champion of. That yes, you need to read so many things to not not just as a writer, but I think just to open our own eyes to the world around us in books, uh, whether it's nonfiction or fiction, or if it's something sci-fi or romance or whatever. I, I've been trying to work my way through uh, so many of the books that I hear here on the show because it's such a wide variety. One week it's horror, another week it's uh, uh, maybe a, a gay fantasy. Who knows? It, it, there's just so many different things and books I never would have picked out for myself, but I'm like, well, you know what? It sounds interesting. I'll try it out. And I think I've I've grown so much as a person and certainly expanded my abilities as a writer, I think, because of reading so many things. Have you found some of the same results? Oh, absolutely. I think that, you know, as a writer, your most important job is reading, honestly. And for people that, you know, come to me with a manuscript and they want my opinion or something and I say, well, you know, do you think it's like, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying you have to know everything in your genre and be able to cite the people. I'm, I'm not like that, but you know, you got to know what's, what the pulse of it is out there, right? So if mm -hmm. it's something that's been overdone, or it's something that, you know, has never been done, you need to know that. 
um, mm. because especially depending on how you want to publish, it's pretty important, right? Like people don't want to, I think recently we were having a conversation, a couple of uh, authors here and, and the conversation was around publishers want something that they can say is exactly like another book that they know was really successful, except completely different. <laughs> so, right. Uh, and that's a bit of a, it's a bit of a tricky one because how do you do that? Uh, and we were kind of laughing about it because it's such a difficult thing to do. But yeah, and I think I, I learned something from absolutely everything that I read. And I love, love, love reading things from people that I know because it, it just helps me understand them a little mm -hmm. bit more and where oh. they're at with their journey and, and uh, you know, what their, what their thoughts are and what their, you know, how they work. You know, I, oh, I think yeah. it's just you on a page, really. Yeah, I yeah, really I cool. I totally agree. Yeah, my my local writing group, they've just in the last two years or so, they've become quite prolific, and they're adding to my to be read file uh, on the nightstand or in my Kindle. And oh my goodness, it's it's really interesting to read. There's a sweet old lady who uh, I actually interviewed on the show, and I I read one of her books, and I was like, oh my goodness, you have such a dirty mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and those ones are always. Sometimes I got to say I flip through those sections because especially if it's somebody I know, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm not going to skip those pages. That's a little awkward. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Yep. So now your work has, has received uh, multiple award nominations uh, with both the Fountain and the West Woods. I, I mean, this is, it's just a matter of time. It looks like before you're finally going to bring home the gold, it looks like. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the Fountain series has been twice nominated for an Aurora award, which is Canada's premier science fiction and fantasy award. Oh, um, so that's been really exciting. I think it's really cool because I'm with such a small press that just even to be on that list is such an amazing honor. So I'm really thrilled. I mean, I hope someday I win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a finalist. Um, but yeah, and it's also been given um, given a bronze medal from Reader's Favorite uh, Book Awards out of the States. And that's uh, that's for Best Young Adult Romance. So that was exciting too. But again, just to be even in the same list as some of these works is just phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I've been really blessed with uh, how supportive the reading community has been of my work and so hopefully i'm doing something right I can keep going oh that's wonderful and, and it sounds like your your small press is very supportive who was it again uh, it's called evil alter ego press and it's actually a partnership between an author in alberta here in canada and a um and an editor out of new york and so it's been really a cool little partnership. And I, I'm not sure, I always, I always mean to look this up afterwards because I think I always misquote, but I think they have about 14 books out um, and they do exclusively young adult. And so I was, you know, one of their earliest books was The Fountain and it was, um, they were like, we're not sure we're ready for you yet. Because <laughs> they, they've gotten to know me, right? And they know what my expectations are, but because, I mentioned earlier I love business and so uh it's been really fun because for me like they're just starting out and so to be able to help them along that journey and be able to give them some support and um and to do it together has been really neat I mean now they're not 
you know, this fledgling press anymore. They put out a pretty regular number of books every year and they're, they're getting a lot more accolades and a lot more authors submitting to them and things, but uh, it's been neat to watch them grow. And I think it was exactly where I wanted to be. And, you know, I think my next series will probably try to go a little bit bigger to a bigger press and that's the hope, but it will only help them. So, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. my other books become better known, then then it'll help them too because they still own the rights to the first series. So I think it's all going to work. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, huge shout out to them and uh, and your marketing guy uh, Mickey as well. I mean, this is it's, you got a really great group around you. It sounds like. Yeah, I think that's been the coolest part about this whole journey. Honestly, Jason, is that the writing community. I think I wrote this book the first book or at least what I thought was a first draft and I had no idea how much work I had to go before <laughs> it was actually anything really but um you know what I thought was a finished book at my kitchen table by myself and um it was only when I started to look around to figure out how to publish it that I started interacting with um, Canada and North America's writing communities and I couldn't believe how welcoming they were, honestly. I mean, I come from an entrepreneurial land where you don't really share your ideas because somebody might take them or, you know, like it's, it's a little different. And, and so I didn't really realize how welcoming people would be, but they were like thrilled to meet me and so encouraging. Everybody shared what they know. And now I'm really proud to be one of those people who helps other writers and shares what I know. And there's space enough for all of us. So, you know, like it, it only helps if you lift other writers up. Uh, and create new readership it only helps all of us because we need readers right oh gosh yes absolutely 100 percent. yes everybody stand up and applause i couldn't have said that any better that's wonderful i totally agree well now where can uh, where can people find you where can they follow you online uh, so they can follow me anywhere online, probably. Uh, I'm the only Susie Vidori out there. The only tricky thing is you have to know how to spell my last name, which is <laughs> V-A-D-O-R-I. Uh, if you can spell my name, and my first name is S-U-Z-Y, Susie. So if you can spell my name, I'm the only Susie Vidori out there. Um, so you can just put that into the Google and you will find me. I am on Instagram. I am on Twitter. I am on Facebook. And I do have a website, which is susievidori.wordpress.com. All right, wonderful, and I'll make sure to put links to all of that in the show notes, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get that set up. And hopefully, yeah, as soon as uh, once you get that next book ready to go, then you have to make sure and give us a shout out, and we'll uh, make sure to uh, to announce that and share it on our Twitter and Facebook page as well. Awesome, thank you so much. My pleasure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Susie Vidori with the Fountain. So I'm going to read to you from chapter one of The Fountain. And The Fountain is about 16-year-old Ava, and she moves from San Francisco to New England to find out more about her mom who died when she was 10. And when she gets there, uh, her reputation's preceded her because her family had gone to the school and the kids aren't very nice and all kinds of crazy things happen to poor Ava. She gets really upset and she runs out into the woods and she finds a mysterious fountain. She throws a coin into the fountain and she makes a wish like many of us have done, except that she wishes that one of the girls that she just met had never existed. And when she returns back to the school, the girl is gone and absolutely everything in her whole life is different. Even her own family has changed and she has to find out about the magic of the school that she goes to and the history of her own family. She meets a boy, it's a romance and a mystery. So I'm gonna read to you from The Fountain and this is chapter one. 
Chapter one, the fountain. I'm terrified of expulsion, Ava hissed at Ethan, but this isn't negotiable. Go back if you're scared. I never asked you to come. Ava turned her back, blinking to clear his cowed expression from her sight. She pushed deeper into the dark of the west woods, walking as quickly as she dared, pushing branches aside that blocked the path as she went. The fountain waited out there and it was getting late. The sooner she undid her wish, the sooner everything could go back to the way it was supposed to be. She could tell by the sound of footsteps that Ethan followed, though he seemed to be keeping his distance. Gritting her teeth, she wished she'd brought her phone. The thin beam from Ethan's flashlight shining from behind wasn't strong enough to show the roots that laid ahead in her path. Turning toward him, she waited. Despite his teasing, she was really glad he was here. She looked at him smiling awkwardly at her through the gloom as he approached. His own thin smile felt forced. They'd be missed by now. The New England wind found the holes in the weave of her sweater, sending a chill up her back. I wish to undo the wish I made here on September 14th that made Courtney disappear. I wish to undo the wish I made here on September 14th that made Courtney disappear. Ava fiddled with the coin in her sweater pocket, shivering against the cold. The fountain had already granted her one wish. She needed it to work again. She watched as Ethan sidestepped the roots at his feet. His ball cap hid the coal black shock of hair she'd grown used to. His dark eyes met hers from beneath the veil of his cap. Did he want to believe her story as much as she wanted him to? Averting her eyes to watch her feet, she continued along the path. Ethan walked easily beside her. Ava heard her own breath rise and fall. Ethan's hand nearly brushed hers as they walked, the narrow path pushing them together. Ava flexed her fingers toward the heat of his hand. One slight move and she could clasp the security that he offered. Could it really be that simple? We're almost there, Ava announced, her voice breaking a little. She cleared her throat and took a small step sideways away from him on the path. She noticed him withdraw, stuffing the hand she'd almost grabbed into his jeans pocket. Ava felt a sinking feeling. She couldn't leave St. Augustus yet. There was so much she needed to explore. She'd managed to lead Ethan right into the clearing. The beam from his flashlight shone before them in a wide arc. Ava dropped the coin she'd been fiddling with, her hands hanging slack at her side. The coin sank into the long grass at her feet without making a sound. The clearing blurred in front of her. She felt Ethan move quickly, his warm arms suddenly pressed against her waist, keeping her from collapsing onto the ground. She reeled. This was definitely the clearing where she'd made her wish. So, where was the fountain? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that was for you, Susie. Hey, that was Susie Vidori reading from her YA fantasy, The Fountain. Hey, don't forget to click the links for her website and uh, links for the Amazon so you can pick up a copy of her book like I've already done. Don't forget to click the links for our friends, Pop Goes the Culture Network, our sponsors, You Storal and Scrivener. And of course, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that, that way you never miss out on a new episode whenever we come back week after week with a new author, a new book, and a new sample chapter. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next week. <laughs>